Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The greater the length while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Hi, I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett and I designed the Penile Rehabilitation Program to help men recover from prostate cancer. It's an online program built on decades worth of knowledge and experience and practice. It's the only one of its kind in the world and it actually works. So if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and want to get your penis working again as quickly as possible, and why wouldn't you, then visit penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you'll be off and running. And it only takes about 15 minutes a day. All the best with your recovery, which I promise will never be as bad as you think. November 11, 11am, 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today, I'm sitting in the rooms of West Coast Health with a legend known as Tex, Chris Perkin, who is the head physio of West Coast Health and the West Coast Eagles. But even more legendary status than Tex, we have Dipper. Dipper, Domenico, legend. So welcome to you. Thank you very much. PPP, Peter's Project Program. There you go. And all all things in men's health, because ironically, anything with men's pelvic pelvic health or private issues tends to start with P, like penises, prostates, performance, anxiety, blah, 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 blah. So normally we ask our guests if they want to be anonymous to uh, have a name starting with P, but you're the big dipper, so <laughs> well, you're you really the big well piper. Known. How's that? The big yeah. piper. <laughs> <laughs> so over to Chris. Yeah, so mate, we, we love love your work, Dipper, and what you've done and spreading the word already in this area, mate, on what's happened to you recently. Um, and uh you're a great man on and off the field and appreciate your time. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the five premierships. Obviously, you've won and the uh the famous stories of the broken ribs playing with those and Many other stories are. Oh, you're not. Oh, well, I've been in the go. locker room. <laughs> We've only got 20 minutes of your time. We want to get straight and to the, the um, brown load. Don't forget the balls oh, over. The brown load. Yeah, yeah, that was coming at the end. Come mate, on, Chris. But, uh, Come on. We won't forget that one. But um, no, I'm more than happy to be on. We're, we're here to talk about something that's a bit more common to the everyday bloke, um, often rarely discussed, uh, and that's the pelvic health issue um, that blokes can have. And so a month ago, you know, you were in the news speaking out about the serious health issues you had with your urinary bladder issues um, and developing a, developed a little bit of a link with the prostate uh, that ended up having a not so nice effect for you. 
So um, here with Joe, the men's health guru, and really, I guess we want you to tell us a little bit about, to start with, what you went through, mate, if you can. Well, firstly, thank you very much. I think it's a subject that we need to speak about. I'm more than happy to. Uh, I've actually started a group called GBS, Good Bloke Society. It's a men's health group. We've got about 400 members across Australia uh, in business and uh, all things uh, to do with men's health talking about talking about things and i think joe you would think that you know um you know men need to talk a lot more about their issues yes, right yes. you know there's other issues that we all talk about but men's health is so important as ladies and just general health because you haven't got general health you've got nothing right absolutely now, around a footy club chris has been around a footy club a long time so have i and and you know i i was sort of around the 70s the 80s and the 90s and um you know when it's sort of no one spoke about the men's issues, even injuries, Chris. You know, we had a hamstring, we, we shut up. You know, if we had a glass of water during training, we wouldn't show anyone because, you know, it, it was redeemed that that uh, you looked a bit soft, a little bit, a bit weak. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, being on the show is pretty important for me to just tell a story. Is the fact that uh, I. I was pissing, if I can say that word. Absolutely, you can say I was pissing word. 60 to 80 times a day. How many? And, I, and I'm going, what? 60 to 80 times a day. 60 yeah. to 80. And I was, I, I was just leaning over a car, like on the freeway, I'll just pull over and squirt some out, and then the pain came with it, and the pain got stronger and stronger. Of course, then I got tighter and tighter. And, and as... And as um, <clears throat> As the time kept going, uh, I was I was struggling, you know. Saw my doctor about it, and saw a few doctors, and and uh, and went to hospital, and but no one could actually pinpoint what was going on, which is quite strange when you think about it now. It's called retention, and uh, so I had that retention side of things. And I remember one morning, at four in the morning, I just said, "I can't handle this anymore," and mm. you know, typical, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, footy guys, you know, footy no, day, like, you, know, you know, just say, oh, it's just a bit of pain, so all right, we'll get over it, you know. And I'm, I assume it's like period pain, you know, like, you know, that, that pain you <laughs> get, like, you know, because it's it's excruciating. But anyway, I ended up going to hospital. One thing led to another. Next thing I find out, I've got retention. Uh, and I was holding about a litre, litre and a half of fluid every time I went to the bathroom. And every 20 minutes, I was up, up. Up and I thought it had something to do with a little bit of diabetes that I have. I've got diabetes too, but I've got that under control. And you know, and but I found out, and and, and they whipped me in, and oh my god, I had catheter down, and I, I thought, oh god, I was uh, in a lot of pain and blood everywhere, and I had to, I had to wear a, a bag for a little while, and um, you know, and uh, <laughs> And then you know, I pulled my pants down and I'll just get my bag out and <clears throat> squeeze it out. And people looking at me going, Are you all right? Yeah, no, it's just the way I'm going at the moment, you know. But now I'm 100%, you know, and I'm, and I'm feeling really good, except for I, I couldn't wee for a while properly. But now I, I wee like a 12 year old, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know when. Yeah. So that's the important part of this sort of conversation is the, is the fact that. I was fixed, but all of a sudden I had a lot of leakage as well. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be a function. The next thing, you know, it just comes out sort of stuff. So I, I ended up wearing um, uh, nappies of all things. So that was a 
That was another uh, exercise going to the pharmacy, looking around for nappies, and then people go, oh, hey, tip of that one there's a good size, and that's a good <laughs> nappy. I'm going, oh, mate, just looking around. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, you know. For my, then, my uh, parent in the nursing home, not for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. And then I wanted the nappies, and oh, how good are the nappies? You can sit in the bar. With, I'm not a bar person, but every now and then you go to a function, you can just sit back and go, oh, <laughs> no one knows what you're doing. Yeah, my position is the fact that you know I'm, I'm not I'm normal like everybody else, but when you're doing speaking events, functions, and MC and photos and things like that, and you have that leakage, it's quite a little bit embarrassing. But uh, you know, over the last six or seven uh, months, I'm, I'm starting to get uh, used to my own body. Uh, yeah. Typical male, Joe and Chris, is that I really haven't done those pelvic exercises. Uh, especially I'm going to teach well, you today. At a stop sign, you might, you know, just tighten up there. You tighten up there and as you are. But uh, uh, it's it's better being this way than I was that way, yeah. you know. Mm. Well, one of, the, one of the big things that I'm coming from is uh, at the footy club, you know, both at the AFL uh, West Coast level and, the amateur footy level, you know, right down to the grassroots. Most blokes are, are the same. We're getting more and more mental health assistance, but in the area of um, physical and pelvic health for blokes, it's still a bit taboo to talk about. It's still a bit embarrassing. So it's fantastic that you can come out and say what you're saying, and we hope that that allows other blokes to do it. So our, our aim yeah. is to sort of to make it a little bit more easier, go out to some hopefully footy clubs, get some uh, mentoring happening, and... And we're interested in the pelvic floor, and I guess that's my question to Joe and you. I chatting with you briefly the other day, mate. It didn't sound like you've really gone to town on on learning the the pelvic floor to the nth degree yet. No, and there's still work to do, hopefully, for you. And, and I guess that was a quick chest question to Joe while we're here. How important, and what do you want to say about the pelvic floor, Joe, in well, these scenarios? Thanks, guys. I would really ask the question, Dipper. Has anyone? Like you would have spent a lot of time with urologists here in Western Australia. My brother's a urologist. And so we set up something together 18 years ago. But I'm, way back then, there was actually no one doing men's health. There's still no men's health training. So even yeah. profession that's underutilized. In fact, only in 2017 did it become part of our profession officially. Um, did your urologists along the way direct you to physio for pelvic floor training over there in Victoria? Yeah. Did you go? Go. I've been asked and I've been told to do what I've got to do. Yeah, go see a really uh, specialist doctor down here. You think I did? No. Why? Um, and Chris will answer this to you. But back in the day, if you had an injury, you'd hide it or, you know, you 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 try and get over it, even like a little hamstring or whatever. But, but these days, all you want to do is play, right? Yeah. But these days, you've got a hamstring in three weeks, right? Straight, done. So, uh, uh, Chris, I'm right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 21 days, yeah. You know, uh, so I, I thought, you know what, I'm fixed here. I'm good. I'll just go around and, uh, you know, just my little pelvis at the at the um, uh, stop sign and whatever, you know, suck the bummy in and all that sort of stuff, which <laughs> yeah. I think helped anyway, but that's one of the yeah. exercises, isn't it? You know, and I, I did some stuff at home when, you know, you know, thrashing the pelvis up and all that sort of stuff. So, but I never actually went down to see a doctor, and I'm kicking myself for that because what I'm going through now could have been stopped four or five months ago because of the strength and what happens around that area. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and once again, you know, yeah, 
I'm I'm um, I'm happy to talk about it, but yeah, I've, I've made a mistake by not going, you know, and I, yeah. I, I don't know why, you know. It's That's just okay. A, Look, it's a great you know. answer. First yeah. of all, when I get a new patient, mostly referred from my brother initially 15, 18 years ago, is because mm-hmm. they had prostate cancer diagnosis. They were told, we can cure you of your prostate cancer. And this is usually a healthy bloke that doesn't know anything, no symptoms, but he's got PSA. But you have to go see the physio because you're going to become impotent and incontinent. We can fix the consonants with physio and pelvic floor, but we can't fix the sexual function. We're getting on to that, but that's all nerve stuff that was a bit crazy. We don't know what to do. And I quickly realised that from early on, not one man I met knew he had a pelvic floor. And that's fair enough, because why would you know about it unless you had a problem? And here again, we had a healthy population. So no symptoms of anything, just a blood test. Cancer will cure it, but you're going to pay the cost of impotence and incontinence. Not great, you know, outcomes. But here we go. Actually, if you did pelvic floor training, we could cure the incontinence within a couple of months. And we actually started using things like medications and vacuum pumps to help the sexual function. Then there's penile implants and a whole range of other things, including an amazing man in Melbourne actually called Dr. David Dangerfield, third cousin of Patty, I believe, who's um, doing a whole new nerve recovery program. So the long and the short of it is, Dipper, is that we're starting from ground zero. Guys don't even know they have a pelvic floor, but I'll give you a mini anatomy lesson. The pelvic floor is the muscle of bowel, bladder, and sexual function in both men and women. And if we have a whole field called women's health, and no field called men's health, we're actually only looking after 50% of the population. And that's why you ended up where you were because there actually was nowhere to go for. And what we wanna do is make sure men know they have this extra muscle, or let's say um, males assign gender assigned anatomy at birth. That's the correct way to put it these days. So 50% of the world is gonna be born with male anatomy. Men know, males need to know they have a pelvic floor and they also need to know what it does. So the pelvic floor, in your case, I'm going to give you an anatomy lesson right now. So you've already said some really common things that most blokes say to me. Yeah, what was Dipper's comment before? What did you say? Squeeze doing the lights, mate. Oh, that? You said you were out oh, yeah, no, lights, yeah, so out lights, you know, I just, you know, squeeze my button and, and, and you know, when, and and your core and, yep. so you know, and you feel like, you know, you look around you go, you know, mate. <laughs> we're afraid <laughs> to say, I'm going to put my... PhD head on now, that's wrong, wrong, and wrong for someone who has urinary leakage. So there's a wonderful team of researchers up at University of Queensland. It's a guy called Professor Paul Hodges, and he is a a wonderful doctor assisting him called Dr. Ryan Stafford. What they showed was with with men have urinary leakage, we should squeeze the front passage and not, not the butt or the back passage. We should never use the abs or the core. We've got to isolate this muscle on its own. And then they said, we've got to ask men to squeeze the front passage and shorten their penis. Now, it just so happened that if I say to men, shorten your penis, they run away. They don't want to hear me say that. So I worked a phrase and I said, squeeze the front passage and lift your nuts to your guts Hmm. without moving your tummy or your shoulders or your butt. So that means you're not facing too much. That's how it works. Fine tune it. It is hard work. It's, guess, it's I'm trying work. now. I'm but trying it now and I just yeah. can't move. So we're going to work through it together. And everyone listening, uh, podcast four of our initial thing is an anatomy lesson on this. You can go back and do that 10 minutes later. But what we're going to do together and everyone listening, 
we're going to relax wherever we are, our belly and our buttock muscles. Let everything flop out. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. Now gently squeeze the front passage as if you're stopping the flow of urine. Now draw right. the testes up, nuts to guts, lifting up without even bracing anything else and then let everything drop. Can you breathe? Yeah, we repeat that 10 times. So we're going to go squeeze front passage, lift and drop yep. up and down. That's part A because 30% of the muscles fast twitch. You need that to cough, sneeze. You know, sometimes the dipper you might go to stand up and you've got to squirt. Does that ever happen? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to do these quick ones to stop that reflex of squirting. But the most important one is to squeeze, lift and hold so you can physically get to the toilet without leaking into that nappy. So this is where everyone does the wrong thing as well. We're going to start again. We're going to relax belly and buttock. Squeeze the front passage. Lift nuts to guts. And I want both of you to count out loud to 10. Keep breathing One, out. One, two, it up there. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And let go. Then both yeah. of you drop your shoulders. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Did it feel like you could hold it there, Dipper? Yeah, sure. What about you, Chris? Yeah, but I think the tendency of most blokes is to hold tension. Yeah. And we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you hold your breath, you push it down. Yep. But the other yeah. thing is, men don't leak when they sit or lie down. So my PhD said, let's do this in standing. And if we did it in standing right now, you'd find it harder to hold. Yep. But I'll let everyone know as well the average or normal bladder capacity is about 250 mils in the day and about 500 mils at night. When you have urine retention and it's going to a litre, a litre and a half, your bladder can overstretch and that's dangerous and that's painful. Your pelvic floor muscle is too weak and it locked on. That's what was happening. In your case as well, you were going 60 to 80 times a day, you poor thing. Like I'm wondering well, why. It's just, just at the latter part, the first yeah. part was about, you know, but I was just, yeah, living a normal life, which I do, I travel and that sort of stuff. But I was two or three, then it was five up to 10 and going, okay. Then it's 13 to 14. And then at the end, it was just like, yeah, I'll just drive down the freeway, I'll pull over, and if I got picked up, I'll just say, mate, I, I, you know, I've got to go, I've got to go, you know. And how many weeks did it take you then to go, mate, I need to see someone, would you say? Was it a couple of weeks or longer than that? No, well, as I was saying, I was in bed one night and I just I couldn't put up with the pain anymore. I, yeah. I'd be in the hospital and came back. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I just got to the doctor and uh, and then got rushed in and the next thing, you know, retention. Yeah. At least they found something. That's the yeah. thing about it. You're thinking, what's going on here, you know? And Finding that problem and then trying to okay. fix it, which I think that uh, Joe's telling me how to do it now. So. so the dangerous thing here for, again, general population is if we overfill that bladder like that, it can't, it, once it's overstretched, it's overstretched and it's got, it doesn't rebound. So you have to right. do self-catheterization to empty. Did you ever do that? That's for the catheter. Yourself, sometimes you have to put your own catheter up there to stretch things out. No, no. Tied up there. Oh, well, when I was going through the the the, uh, the period of home and, and hospital, yeah, yeah, I had to do that myself, which is not a good thing, you know? No, yeah. You know? How many you know, times and, a day uh, do you remember? Oh, about four or five times a day. Can you, you know? imagine doing that, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you drink a you know, glass of water, you can sit on your leg, and then you drink another one that's just blowing up and... Yeah, you're doing functions, and there's one leg you walk out. That's like Popeye, the leg. <laughs> you know, he says, excuse me, I'll be back in a minute and just go out and 
and drain it out the way you go. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's one of the things like we're talking about pelvic floor. I mean, this is an example of a footy footy background. These guys having a beer in the off season and then all of a sudden you've had one or two beers and you're off to the loo. Mm. And they're off to the loo three yeah. or four times. And that's sometimes when blokes figure out they've got an issue of frequency or urgency yeah. in the rush or, geez, I'm going too much every beer I'm going. So yeah, The one thing I learned is this. Yeah. It's better than having prostate cancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the fear of having that, and people my age and you know, a lot of my uh, ex-teammates and coaches have all gone through this prostate sort of situation, and you go, I haven't got that, which is like a bonus. Yeah. So, you know, and, it's, and not that, what... it's not that you're not looking after yourself. It's the fact that it just happens. It's not something that you, oh, you, you drink too much or you do this or you don't train enough or whatever. It's just the body. The body just says, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance here and uh, either you have the cancer or get this get this fixed, you know? Yeah. So can I just ask you, um, were many people tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, Dipper, are you going to lure a bit much? Do blokes do that with one another? People? Um, no. Um, no. no. The girls go to the loo together. Boys don't go to the loo together. The boys... <laughs> Girls go, I'm going to the loo. Oh, yeah, I'll come with you. I go, what are they doing there, you know? But yeah. boys don't do that. But at the end of it, um, I was just, you know, sorry, I just got to go to the bathroom. And, and um, yeah, it, mm. it was nothing I, I explained to people what was happening, you know. But now I do. Any any function I do, I go, hey, guys, put my hand up. Got to get a nappy. It's all right. It's okay yeah. to wear a nappy, you know, because at the end of the day, it's human life. This is what we do. Yeah. Well, what I wonder if you know, I actually helped set up a program called Bins for Blokes with the Continental right. Foundation of Australia. Have you come across there in Melbourne? We set uh, it up the racket. It gives men the opportunity no, to use no, bin facilities. All. So it's not no, over. Okay. We have to get you to help that. It's a national campaign starting right. in because of COVID, but it's Australia-wide. Yeah, let's um, get a marketing company on it and let's go, let's go press the flesh. All right, it's actually all already there. It's actually at oh. the worker and it's at Parliament House, but I just wondered what's happening over in Victoria. No, no I understand it at all. Is right. that for nappies, so, is it? Yeah, to help men oh, have sanitary bin facilities in their toilets yeah. so you don't have to run around with um, doggy bags and things like that. <laughs> and the thing is, but they're like jocks, you know, just wear jocks and, and away you go. So, you know, yeah. um, and the more you talk about, like today, I've learned uh, so much, and I, you know, I'm happy to talk about it because. I'm not ashamed of it, and uh, nor should I be. But um, a long way to go. Yeah. It's one thing yeah. having one of, help one, of our, one of our aims is to sort of uh, now after this chat is probably go out to local footy clubs, um, you know, and, yeah. and get and get guys. And honestly, it's more the older blokes like us that this is sort of happening to. But yeah. it's nice to get these ideas of understanding your pelvic floor, knowing how to work your muscles. Yeah. Earlier in life, I, I, do, do you know what? I've done this before. This is prior. This is you know, I do a lot of speaking engagements all around Australia and whatever and around the world. Uh, and, um, you know, prior to all this, I've done some uh, some men's health work. That's why I started GPS, uh, Good Black Society. And, uh, yeah, we had doctors talking about um, um, uh, empathy and all that sort of stuff and, and you see all the guys going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot of me, you know? They always do it on my talks. And then you hear, oh, you, you can get the left nut squeeze one, you can get this, you can get an injection, you can get this. Yeah. And then at the end, any questions? Oh, yeah, no, nah, 
Uh, we're right, mate. Yeah, the country boys. As soon as you go, well, thank you very much. There's a lineup of guys from the doctor. Did you yeah. say you get the laugh? So there's many ways to fix it, yeah? Cool. Yeah. But I've got to say something, Chris. It's not just yeah. the old blokes. No, no, no. no I'm just I, saying that. I have a real concern for young men in alcohol because they yeah. drink too much and then they break the seal and they're pissing a lot too. I've even got this young, young man at the moment who's fully incontinent at 28 because he drinks 36 beers every Saturday and Sunday. We oh, also sorry. have something called pelvic pain in men. You could get sore balls. And it's, you think it's testicular cancer and you won't tell anyone, but in actual fact, that's cleared, but you still have the pain in your balls. It's actually yeah. a tight pelvic floor and that could be stiff hammies, would you believe? Or yeah. you could get diagnosed with osteitis pubis and it ain't that, it's a tight but, pelvic floor. So we, we have a conversation across the lifespan that's really important. Yeah. And actually one in nine males actually has pelvic floor problems. So it's well, across the lifespan. Well, so, it's funny, though. If that doesn't get to something else, will so uh, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. But those, but those pains and those, um, those uh, understandings about your body, you know, ask the question, get looked at because uh, I prefer that than have the cancer, but also I prefer that to go through the pain I went through. And I know a little bit of that pain. And for me, put my hand up and go, I can't handle this anymore. I'm so glad that I did it. As I said, I pissed like a fourteen-year-old, but I don't know when. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, and so Joe's going to basically leave you with a couple of tips, send you some um, places. Yeah, to look well, at. as I walk around today, I'm, you know. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's getting it done right, not wrong, so you're not pushing down against it, making it worse. So, yeah. mate, I think, um, yeah, look, we'll probably so, wrap it up with your time. Yeah, so there's no finger up the bum test required anymore. So a lot of guys think, test oh, the, the pelvic finger up the bum. We use an ultrasound and put it on your tummy. Yeah, That's number yeah. one. Number two is those pelvic floor exercises, you can do them anywhere, anytime, but they're better off doing standing. And I actually think it's a good idea to stop that dribble and that mess that you might get in trouble with sometimes. Try and do 10 little quick ones at the end of each week. And then when you get the urge to go to the toilet, just try and maybe hang on a bit till you get it there. And linking your, your bladder habit with the exercise is really good because you do it while you're walking. But overall, yeah. just, just an opportunity to say thank you, Dipa. We're having this very um, open conversation. There's All a right. lovely Perth doctor over here. His name oh, is no, no. Doc. You squashed. I love my penis, penis. <laughs> and the, you know I've got to keep it going. And I think every man loves his penis. So <laughs> well, if we can get working as hard as it can, well, let's just do what we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want so, to. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's, it's it's you know it's part of our life. It's who we are. Yeah, you got and you got to open it up and talk about it, and that's what we have to do. You know? I just got one final message from a Western Australian that you played against you. His name's The Doc, otherwise he's anonymous. He said you crushed his pubic bone many years ago and he says to say thanks very much. It's still stuffed him up. Pubic bone? Jeez, that's unusual. The one at the front. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the pubic bone is. I just think, how do I crack that anyway? Yeah, <laughs> I think you had a good hit on him. Well, mate, you're oh, a you're a bloody legend on the field and off the field, oh. everything you do, Dipper, mate. We appreciate the time you've given us and the time. No, anytime. On, thank you. On lifting the lid thank on you for those career, tips. Mate. I really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah. If it makes me live a, a healthier life, I can't wait. Yeah, I'll have a talk at my penis and see what we say, all right? Good, <laughs> good work. Go and say good day. Good day, guys. Take care. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
tell you about a boy who lives inside me. He's been there all of my life. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Just a reminder, if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, I've built a penile rehabilitation program just for you. It's an online program packed with information, exercises and advice, along with proven strategies that will get your penis back in working order as quickly as possible in about 15 minutes a day. If you like the sound of that, then please head over to penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you can start straight away, or there's a link from the RS Health website. We would also love you to review and subscribe and share this podcast so we can help more men. Links to Instagram and Facebook are in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. So spread the word that help is available. All the best for now. Bye. I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride To see him growing so fast into a man His victories become mine